Well, it looks like we're in the thick of a good conversation. I think I just gave Lisa a heart attack, almost, by shouting. Hey, um, good to see people online joining in. We're going to get to the Word, but before we do that, we are going to pray. Is that cool? And it's not because God's not already here because he is, but man, I just think every time we come around the word, what an opportunity. You know, what an opportunity on Sundays. You know, Sunday is so important. You know, it's such an opportunity to come and to gather together because together we worship, together we seek God. And what I love is together we can hear from God. And that's what this moment is all about. So why don't you join with me in prayer this morning? In fact, we're going to get on our feet. We're going to get that blood flowing. We're going to get on our feet, even at home. Let's get on our feet in this moment. We're going to pray. Just begin to focus on Jesus, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Yeah, God, I want to thank you for this opportunity right now. And God, we just take a moment to pause. Lord, I thank you that we can have fun in church, but right now we take a moment to pause and focus on you. And God, I just pray that, Lord, over these following moments, speak to us. Lord, let these not just be words, but let them be your words, God, that you would speak to us, that you would, God, that you would shift something in us. Because Lord, I thank you that you love us so much that you don't just leave us the same. God, you've got a purpose for each and every person in this room, each and every person online. You have a purpose for God and and you're so excited about that purpose because you know about the, the change that it brings. And God, we just give you permission to speak to us to shift our hearts, to shift whatever that needs to be shifted. God, that we can live out our purpose and your purpose to see your kingdom come. God, to see your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God, that is our prayer in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Come on. So if you're taking notes this morning, oh yeah, you can sit down. Sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, just for a bit of clarity, if you're wondering what was going on on Friday night, it was called Prank Wars, okay? That's what they were doing. They're pranking um, Pastors Don and Julia. I know that you guys wrapped Bruce's car in Glad Wrap. They drove all the way out west to do that. And yes, there was mess all through here. You, you should have been here early and you would have known what was going on. So thank you to the team. There wasn't one youth amongst them that cleaned up. <laughs> but yeah, I sent a message to Zan and he's like, oh man, I'm running late, but it's all good. Anyway, anyway, so if you're taking notes to more this morning, the title of my message is a statement, okay? Normally titles are about three words, but we've got a few more than that, six. This is it. Faith grows in fellowship not followership. I'm going to say it again. Faith grows in fellowship, not followership. Now, if you're using a phone or a tablet, you might realize that apparently followership is not a word, but it is this morning. Grammarly told me it does not exist, but it does this morning. So faith grows in fellowship, not followership. You know, there's a difference 
between being a friend and a follower. We know that, right? We especially know that thanks to social media. Um, there's a big difference between being a, a friend and a follower. And I'm not talking about, because um, we're on Facebook, right? Yeah. Um, I'm not talking about some of those Facebook friends. You know what I'm talking about. In reality, they aren't actually friends. Um, you know, I've, I've been caught in that trap before um, when somebody actually gave me a phone call and said, oh, I'm just calling regarding somebody you know. Um, I'm not going to say their name because this will be embarrassing, okay? Um, they, I'm just calling in regards to somebody you know because they're coming in for a job interview. And I figured since they're one of your friends, I check in with, you know, who they are. And I'm thinking, I have no idea who this person is. So I went to Facebook, looked it up, and then I'm like, oh, my goodness. Yes, they are one of my Facebook friends. But to be honest, they're not one of my real friends, if you know what I mean. Hey, everyone's looking at me in shock, but you know what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about those ones. You know, um, fun, fun fact, back in 2009, you know, you guys know that um, in a past life I worked in advertising. I just love this campaign. Back in 2009, Burger King did something incredible. This is what they did. They, they came up with a campaign called the Whopper Sacrifice. Do you guys know what a Whopper is? Yeah, delicious burger. They came up with the Whopper Sacrifice. You could get a free Whopper if you were willing to unfriend 10 people on Facebook. Make it 100. If you were willing to unfriend 10 people on Facebook. Now, what happened is close to 250,000 people were unfriended by the time Facebook disabled that app. Um, what's, what's hilarious is in the privacy policy with Facebook, um, you're not meant to know if you're unfriended, okay? But this was the stakes. Uh, Burger King made it that every person that was sacrificed for a Whopper was notified. <laughs> So there's a difference between a friend and a Facebook friend you're willing to sacrifice for a whopper or a follower on, face, you know, on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or something like that. Um, yeah, I think that works out to 37, that's the price of a Facebook friend, 37 cents, wouldn't, something like that. Who knows? Who knows? But anyway, uh, by definition, a follower is somebody who supports or admires a particular person or a set of ideas. So you can be a follower and you support someone or you just uh, support a, a particular set of ideas. And we get that. But it doesn't mean you've ever said hello to them before. It doesn't mean there's any form of relationship. Um, you know, you can be in a crowd and follow somebody, uh, but it doesn't mean you know them or in relationship with them. You can do that from afar. It's kind of like being in the crowd. A friend, on the other hand, denotes that there's some kind of relationship, right? There's a bond. We've had, you know, Pastor Don and I are friends. We've had a few conversations. Um, if someone was to call up and be like, this Jesse guy, what's he like? Hopefully, Pastor Don's going to be like, yeah, I know who he is. <laughs> Not turn to Facebook, type in my name and try and figure it out. You know, if we're friends, there's some form of relationship. 
And this whole walk with God kind of begins with following, but it shifts into friendship. Um, you know, Jesus uses this language. I love that, you know, when Jesus, right at the beginning of his, his ministry, he's walking around and, and he sees particular people and he says, what does he say? Follow me. And then he sees another person and he says, follow me. And what do we read? That crowds begin to grow. But Jesus shifts his language. Listen to this. I love this. So not only does he call the disciples to follow him, but then listen to this. John 15, 14 to 15, and we're going to start in verse 14. It says this, you are my friends. If you do what I command, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I learned from my father I've made known to you. Do you see that shift that happened? It wasn't just follow me and the disciples were followers. There was a shift that happened. There's a relationship that grew, that they were no longer just servants or, or followers, but they were friends through relationship. There was a bond. And you know, that is the heart of God, that we wouldn't just be followers but we will be friends. You might be going, Jesse, you know, we're talking about Jesus talking to his disciples. Well, listen to this. I love this. Romans 5, 10 to 11. Um, it's so beautiful in the New Living Translation. Listen to this. For since our friendship was with God was restored by the death of his son, while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. You know, each and every one of us aren't just called to be followers. We have an opportunity to be friends of God. A relationship, not just opening up the word and, 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 and reading it like good literature, not just praying one way and, and, and throwing up a prayer and hoping that God would hear you, but a relationship where he speaks to you, where you open up his word and he speaks to you. You guys know what that's like, right? Where you open up the word and it just comes alive and God speaks to you when you pray and you wait on him and he speaks to you. He's calling us not just to be followers but to be friends. You know, I love it in James. In James 2, he talks about Abraham and, and, and it says that Abraham was called a friend of God. And it was through his faith. You know, he was called a friend of God because he believed and he acted accordingly. You know, that's the difference between a follower and a friend is not just believing, but acting accordingly. It's relationship, it's doing things in partnership, it's hanging out, it's spending time together. You know, we're called not just to be followers, but friends. Now, another fun fact today, who's, who's interested in another fun fact? Come on. You know, because who thought the Whopper one was a good one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So fun fact, uh, we all know Easter, right? What does Easter celebrate? 
Yeah, it wasn't a trick question. Awesome. Jesus' death and resurrection. Who's thankful that Christ came and died for us and rose again, that we could have life, that we could be forgiven of our sins, and we can know him? Come on. Christmas. What do we celebrate there? Jesus' birth. Yeah, come on. Who's thankful that God, like I love it, God didn't just stay in heaven going, when are these guys going to figure it out? But but what we celebrate is at Christmas is God taking on flesh, taking on humanity and dwelling amongst us, going through challenges just like us, but overcoming, and then the death and resurrection, right? Because God, sure, Jesus is fully God, but he also became fully human at the same time. That's what we celebrate at Christmas, God with us. Well, here's the fun fact. This Thursday, can you say Thursday? This Thursday in the traditional calendar is Ascension Day. It's meant to be another day that we celebrate. Now, Ascension Day is where, you know, after he rose from the dead, but before Pentecost, because we all know what Pentecost is, eh? Pentecostals, where the Holy Spirit came. Ascension Day is where Jesus gathered his disciples before he ascended back to heaven and he gave the Great Commission. That's this Thursday. That's where it happens in the calendar where Jesus did this. And I just want to remind us of a couple of things here um, and then it's all going to make sense very soon around how faith grows in fellowship, not followership. So um, Matthew 28, 16 to 20 says this, Then the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. And when they saw him, they worshipped. You know, this is a whole nother level. We're not just talking about following. We're not just talking about becoming friends, but they worshipped. They recognized who he is. But some doubted. That's a message in itself because you know what's so interesting? I love this, that the Gospels are willing to note that some people were still trying to wrap their head around it. (laughs) But you know what I want to encourage you this morning? That did you know that doubt is not the enemy of faith? Fear is the enemy of faith. Doubts just cause us to press in and go, God, I need you more. I need you. I need you. You know, the best place you can ever be if you have any doubts is right here in his presence. The best place you can ever be with any doubts is on your knees seeking God. And God will meet you where you are. You know, it says, um, that, you know, they were there. Um, and this is what Jesus says. And Jesus came to them and said, there's all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Who loved baptisms last week? So good, Brody. You, you know, Brody, you aren't just called to follow, but you're called to be a friend of God. And I love so much that what a privilege to baptize you last week. Come on, this is what we do. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. You know, I think there was someone else who had COVID last week. That's why we couldn't baptize him. So we're going to have to do that. Ethan, that's right, ASAP. Anyway, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely 
I am with you always to the very end of the years. You know, this Thursday, that's what it celebrates, that, that Jesus not only rose again, not only is he the king of kings, not only has all authority in heaven and earth been given to him, but he chooses to partner with us. And he hasn't just headed off to heaven and tapped out and just sitting there. He is with us always to the very end of the age. He is very much in control, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, wanting to partner with us. And, you know, I heard a great quote this, this week by Rick Warren, and it's this, a great commitment to the great commandment and the great commission builds a great church. I'll say it again, a great commitment to the great commandment and a great commission builds a great church. It builds a great Christian. You know, when I think about the, the great com, uh, uh, commandment, it's about loving God and loving others, right? So how do we live that out? Number one, we pursue God. We're not just going to be a follower, but we pursue God. It's about relationship. Number two, we love people. Does that sound like one of our echoes here? Pursue God and love people. We love people. You know, when I think about it, what's one of the greatest issues right now in our society, on our planet? It's loneliness, right? Man, the great cultural paradox is this, that we are more connected than we have ever been. But as a society, we are just as lonely more connected than we've ever been, but as a society, just as lonely. Can you see that maybe one of those ways that we love people as we make a commitment to that great commandment is to love people out of their loneliness? What better way to love them out of their loneliness than to lead them to Jesus? the one who will never leave you, never forsake you. Man, those verses come alive when you're in that moment, right? That God never leaves us nor forsakes us. So pursuing God, loving people, number three, and making disciples. You know, another one of our echoes is our church is beyond Sunday because if we think what's happening right now is the be all and end all, we, we've missed what God wants to do in our world. It's a daily decision requiring discipline, being a disciple, but it's doing life together, right? And what did that mission end up looking like? Because often we read the Great Commission and, and we hear evangelism, which is one half of it, right? Teaching, leading people to Jesus, but the other side is discipleship. Because it wasn't that God was just calling us to lead people to say yes in a moment and that's it. But it's about discipleship. So what did that mission ending up looking like? Well, we read about that in Acts 2. And I do want to read this as a reminder. You know, it says in Acts 2, 42, that they devoted. Can you say devoted? Yep. So that means in the good times and the hard times, devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. 
and everyone was filled with awe at the many signs and wonders performed. How good. Who loves a good miracle story? Come on, it grows your faith. And all the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. And every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts and they broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. And I love this. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. You know, so on one hand, we have evangelism, which simply is sharing the message, right? Sharing the hope that we have. But we also read about the fellowship. This is the doing things together. You know, followership had turned into friendship, but friendship had turned into fellowship. Remember what I said at the beginning, faith grows in fellowship. This is an interesting word that you can do your own study because we don't have enough time. Koinonia is the word fellowship. And it speaks of this tight, shared bond and love. It goes more than friendship. It's a dynamic relationship. You know, it's used to talk about the fellowship that we have together in Christ, but it also speaks of the fellowship we actually have with God too. Only in Christ. You're not going to find this anywhere else. It goes beyond friendship. It's fellowship. You know, they were meeting together in the temple. That's the big gatherings. That's like what we do on Sunday. But remember, they were meeting in homes. They were doing life together. They were growing together. They were challenging each other. They were building each other up. You know, we see it keep going. Acts 5, it says day after day in the temple courts and from house to house. You know, there is so much more for us. First Thessalonians 5.11, you know, this is the purpose. I love it. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. You know, encouragement is all part of that fellowship. Encouragement is one of the keys to unlocking growth in somebody else. You know, we have a tendency in New Zealand to um, want to pull people down or point out some defects, don't we? It's called the tall poppy syndrome. We have, we, it's a bit of a challenge sometimes. And you know, I want to challenge us this morning, and I'm challenging myself as I say this, but what are we building? How are we encouraging? Um, you know, don't get me wrong. There's times when we do need to challenge or we do need to bring a bit of reality, but probably on the pendulum swing, we all could do with a bit more encouragement, right? And that's what fellowship is all about, is getting along somebody. It's, it's not only challenging, but it is building up, encouraging, and that unlocks faith and growth because we're not meant to just do this walk on our own. I love it. First of all, God gives us the Holy Spirit. How good is that? But he also gives us brothers and sisters, not just friends. I love, you know, you can even check out the end of most of Paul's letters 
we we tend to skip over it because we're looking for a great scripture and it's just a list of names. <laughs> but there's a nugget in that itself that I love it that you can see in the life of the church that he's not just calling out leaders' names or people's names, they're calling out friends' names. And, and people who have churches and gatherings in their homes and they're calling them out and just say hi to this person, say hi to this person, greet this person. That is all part and parcel of the mission, not just evangelism, which we need. How cool, what a faith step to buy a chair and believe that it's going to be filled by somebody. But it's also fellowship. It's coming alongside each other. It's not trying to just do life on our own. I, I, I want to give you this challenge that if you think that a sign of maturity is that you can do the Christian walk by yourself, that you can, it doesn't matter if we gather, I can get my Bible out and have a pray and do it by myself. I th- you've missed the point. A sign of maturity is that, sure, I know how to be fed outside of Sunday, but I also know how to come along somebody and see them fed and see them built up. That is a sign of maturity. So I want to simplify this morning, just as we, we get a couple of people to come up in a second, this thought, all right, that faith grows in fellowship, not followership. That if we're to think about our Christian walk, let's think of in, in light of the great commandment and the, the, the great commission, think about these things. At Inspire, we gather. Can you say gather? Because we don't do this alone. We gather. Sundays is an incredible opportunity to gather where we worship and we seek God together. We grow. Can you say grow? Because we're not going to just stay where we are, right? Our purpose is far too important than that. And one of the best places we can grow is in community together. And the, one of the best ways we can do that and inspire is through groups. okay? So we gather and we grow And last one, and we go. Can you say go? Because we want to see chairs filled. Because each chair represents a life. Each chair represents a life of somebody coming to know the hope that we have. Each chair represents a life of uh, somebody growing in faith and coming to know God. Each chair represents somebody who God is going to use. So that's why we go. You know, whether that's a cheer in the auditorium or that's a cheer in your home, we go. Awesome. Well, we're coming to a close, but before we do that, why don't we just bow our heads? You know, I want to take a moment just to thank God for what he's been doing in the service. But I'm also mindful and we make opportunity every single week for this, both here and online, that this is a moment that if you've never made a yes decision for Jesus, this is your opportunity. Or maybe you have followed Jesus, but it kind of just felt like it it, it stayed at that. And, and in this moment, you're like, man, I, I don't even know where I am. I just feel a million miles away. Well, this is the good news that right in this moment you can say yes 
and return. God's there with open arms, not thinking, well, you know, if you get this right and this right and this right, maybe I'll accept you. No, that's the grace of the cross, that it's through His blood that we are washed clean, that we can know Him, that we can move forward as we follow Him. So, you know, in this moment right now, if that's you, I just want to encourage you to say yes. To say yes. Yes, you know, with even eyes closed right now, you know, maybe as a as a sign, you want to just put your hand up and go, you know what, that's me. I'm making a decision right now. You know, online, you can head to say yes on our website, and the, and the reason we've got that there is, as I said, it's not just a decision, but this is an exciting journey. And what I want you to do is to go there right now. And, and all, all we ask is just to give us a name and an email. And it means that we can connect with you and encourage you in your journey and connect you in the church so that you can start growing. So right now, if that's you, say yes. Yeah, you're worthy, God. Yeah, Lord, I want to thank you so much right now for hearts changing and lives being transformed. You know, if that was you this morning, it's as simple as saying a prayer that is this, that just goes, God, I'm not going to run anymore, but I choose you. God, I want to thank you for your blood that cleanses me, washes away the sin, washes away the guilt, washes away the, the shame. And God, I choose not to live life on my own terms, but to follow you to live for you, to live in the purpose that you have for me that brings life and life to the full. It's that, it's that simple, saying a yes to moving forward. And you know, this morning, if, if you felt challenged to join an I group, I wanna encourage you to do that. If you've been challenged to, to maybe lead one or host one, I want to, you to take another step, which is after the service, we've got a sign-up sheet down next to the FPOS machine. I just want you to put your name and your number, and I'm going to talk to you. All you got to do is make that first yes decision for that, and we can talk about things. <laughs> Come on. So, God, I just want to pray for our incredible church. Lord, I just pray for their weeks, that God, it would be a week that speaks to your goodness. It would be a week that speaks to your blessing. That, God, that you would open our eyes as a church to see the miracles in our every day. And not only that, God, but that you would cause us to see the opportunities where we can step in and participate with what you were doing. Lord, whether that is sharing the hope of you, or whether that is encouraging or building up someone else. God, just open our eyes to those opportunities. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We pray that you would activate something in your life and shift your life towards Jesus. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, just click follow. We love you. Have a blessed week.